Get started, if you will, just remain seated. We're going to start off with glory, glory, glory. Somebody touch me. Day of the week that you got saved on, then you stand and sing along. Keep singing along with us. Glory, glory, glory. Somebody touch me. Glory, glory, glory. Somebody touch me. Glory, glory, glory. Somebody touch me. No, it was the hand of the Lord. It was on a Monday. Somebody touch me. It was on a Monday. Somebody touch me. It was on a Monday. Somebody touch me. No, it was the hand of the Lord. It was on a Tuesday. Somebody touch me. It was on a Tuesday. Somebody touch me. It was on a Tuesday. Somebody touch me. No, it was the hand of the Lord. It was on a Wednesday. Somebody touch me. It was on a Wednesday. Somebody touch me. It was on a Wednesday. Somebody touch me. I know it was a hand of the Lord. It was on a Thursday. Somebody touch me. It was on a Thursday. Somebody touch me. On a Thursday, somebody touched me, and no, it was a hand of the Lord. It was on a Friday, somebody touched me. It was on a Friday, somebody touched me. It was on a Friday, somebody touched me, and no, it was a hand of the Lord. On a Saturday, somebody touched me. It was on a Saturday, somebody touched me. It was on a Saturday, somebody touched me. And no, it was a hand of the Lord. It was on a Sunday, somebody touched me. It was on a Sunday, somebody touched me. It was on a Sunday, somebody touched me, oh it was the hand of the Lord. I don't know what day it was, but somebody touched me. I don't know what day it was, but somebody touched me. I don't know what day it was, but somebody touched me, oh it was the hand of the Lord. Glory, 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 somebody touch me. Glory, 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 somebody touch me. Glory, 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 somebody touch me. Oh, it was a hand of the Lord. Well, I'm glad nobody's still sitting down. Amen. If you're glad to be here tonight, say amen. Amen. Good to see all of you tonight. It was a blessing to be in the house of the Lord. Old brother, Dr. Titus Crisp is going to be preaching for us tonight. And I'm looking forward to what he's, what the message is for the night. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. I'm going to ask Brother Mike Bennett if he will to open us in prayer. You may be seated, page 404.
go. Let's not forget that the next, uh, um, what's it called? Next Generation, June the 18th. There's a sign-up sheet out there. If you're a part of that, please be sure to sign up. 
And our prayer request tonight is uh, we need to pray for Sister Carolyn Watkins. She was out in the yard and fell and broke her shoulder. And we need to really pray for her that God would touch her. And also continue praying for Brother Leo Gertz. It's good to see him tonight. And uh, pray for him. Continue pray for him. Uh, Jackie Dixon uh, talked to Brother Tommy today. And his brother Ricky is not doing good at all. He's uh, they got him on the ventilator, having to draw fluids off of his lungs all the time. And and brother Tommy said, "Please pray for my brother." He said, "I I feel like I'm about to lose my brother." So he wants us to really pray. And also praying for brother Tommy and his family. It's a hard time for them to go through all of this. So we need to really uplift them and hold them up in prayer. How about your prayer request tonight? Anybody on your heart? Who's that? Okay. Anything else on your hearts tonight that we need? Well, good. Amen. Amen. Anything else? The Barry. Anything else on the book? Uh -huh. Yeah, little wheel. Anything else on your hearts tonight? Anyone else? Let's come gather around these altars and let's be faithful to pray for these that have been named. So you come and pray. Pray for Brother Titus as he preaches for us tonight.
you have any tithes or mission offering that you want to give tonight, you come and give that at this time. see everybody in the house lord this evening i sure am thankful lord allowed us allowed us to have another privilege and another opportunity back to be back in his house this evening uh, no greater place to be than here and i sure do thank him for allowing us to be here tonight if you have your bibles we'll be in the book of first kings first kings chapter number 22 try my best to share with you the thought that the lord's laid on my heart for this evening i had a couple of other different thoughts i was uh Tossing back and forth in my mind for this evening. And just a little while ago, the Lord uh, planted this passage of Scripture deep in my heart and, and pressed it upon me. And I feel like it's the Lord's will for this evening. I've never, as far as I know, I've never preached or taught out of this passage of Scripture before. Uh, but God uh, opened it up to me this evening. I sure do enjoy it when He does that. And I sure do appreciate it. And I hope and pray that it'll be a help and a blessing to you as it has been to me this evening. 1 Kings chapter number 22, we'll begin reading in verse number 1. I, I trust that you'll stay with me. I've got a, several verses I want to read, but I feel like it's necessary. We'll begin reading in verse number 1. The Bible said, uh, second, or 1 Kings chapter number 22, verse number 1, And they continued three years without war between Syria and Israel. And it came to pass in the third year that Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, came down to the king of Israel. The king of Israel said unto his servants, Know ye that Ramoth-Gilead is ours, and we, be and we be still, and take it not out of the hand of the king of Syria. And he said unto Jehoshaphat, Wilt thou go with me to battle to Ramoth-Gilead? And Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, I am as thou art, my people as thy people, my horses as thy horses." Jehoshaphat said unto the king of Israel, Inquire, I pray thee, at the word of the Lord today. Then the king of Israel gathered the prophets together, about four hundred men, and said unto them, Shall I go against Ramoth-Gilead to battle, or shall I forbear? They said, Go up, for the Lord shall deliver it into the hand of the king. And Jehoshaphat said, Is there not here a prophet of the Lord besides that we might inquire of him? And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, There is yet one man, Micaiah, the son of Imla, by whom we may inquire of the Lord. But I hate him, for he doth not prophesy good concerning me, but evil. And Jehoshaphat said, Let not the king say so. Then the king of Israel called an officer and said, Hasten hither, Micaiah, the son of Imla. The king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, uh, sat each on his throne, having put on their robes. And avoid place in the entrance of the gate of Samaria. And all the prophets prophesied before them. And Zedekiah the son of Chenina uh, <coughs> made him horns of iron. And he said, Thus saith the Lord, With these shalt thou push the Syrians until thou have consumed him. And all the prophets prophesied so, saying, Go up to Ramoth-Gilead and prosper, for the Lord shall deliver into the king's hand. The messenger that was gone to call Micaiah spake unto him, saying, Behold now the words of the prophets declare good unto the king with one mouth. Let thy word, I pray thee, be like the word of one of them, and speak that which is good. And Micaiah said, As the Lord liveth, what the Lord saith unto me, that will I speak. So he came to the king, and the king said unto him, Micaiah, shall we go against Ramoth-Gilead to battle, or shall we forbear? And he answered him, Go and prosper, for the Lord shall deliver it into the hand of the king. And the king said unto him, How many times shall I adjure thee that thou tell me nothing but that which is true in the name of the Lord? And he said, I saw all Israel scattered upon the hills as sheep that have no shepherd. And the Lord said, These have no master. Let them return every man to his house in peace. And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, Did I not tell thee that he would prosper? Prosify 
no good concerning me, but evil. And he said, Hear thou therefore the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne and all the hosts of heaven standing by him on his right hand and on his left. And the Lord said, Who shall persuade Ahab that he may go up and fall at Ramoth Gilead? And one said on this matter and another said on that matter. And there came forth the spirit and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. And the Lord said unto him, Wherewith? And he said, I will go forth and I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And he said, Thou shalt persuade him and prevail also. Go forth and do so. Now therefore, behold, the Lord hath put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these thy prophets. And the Lord hath spoken evil concerning thee. But Zedekiah the son of Chaniah went near and smote Micaiah on the cheek. And said, Which way went the Spirit of the Lord from me to speak unto thee? And Micaiah said, Behold, thou shalt see in that day when thou shalt go into an inner chamber to hide thyself. And the king of Israel said, Take Micaiah and carry him back unto Ammon, the governor of the city, and Joash, the king's son. And say, Thus saith the king, Put this fellow in prison and feed him with the bread of affliction and with the water of affliction until I come in peace. Micaiah said, if, I, if thou return it all in peace, the Lord hath not spoken by me. And he said, Hearken, O ye people, every one of you. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, went up to Ramoth Gilead. And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, I will disguise myself and enter into the battle. But put thou on thy robes. And the king of Israel disguised himself and went into battle. But the king of Syria commanded his thirty and two captains that had rule over his chariots, saying, Fight neither with small nor great, save only with the king of Israel. And it came to pass when the captains of the chariots saw Jehoshaphat, that they said, Surely it is the king of Israel. And they turned aside to fight against him, and Jehoshaphat cried out. And it came to pass when the captains of the chariots perceived that it was not the king of Israel, that they turned back from pursuing him. And a certain man drew a bow at a venture, and smote the king of Israel between the joints of the harness. Wherefore he said unto the driver of his chariot, Turn thy hand, and carry me out of the host, for I am wounded. And the battle increased that day, and the king was stayed up in his chariot against the Syrians, and died at even. And the blood ran out of the wound into the midst of the chariot. And there went a proclamation throughout the host about the going down of the sun, saying, Every man to his city, and every man unto his own country. So the king died and was brought to Samaria, and they buried the king in Samaria. And one washed the chariot in the pool of Samaria, and the dogs licked up his blood, and they washed his armor according unto the word of the Lord which he spake. Let's pray. Our gracious heavenly Father, Lord, as we come before you once again, God, I thank you so much, Lord, for allowing us the privilege to gather back together in your house this evening. Lord, I thank you for your word tonight. I thank you for your people. Lord, I love this church and its people. Lord, I thank you for our pastor, Brother John and Miss Debbie. God, I pray that you touch and help them and bless them. Thank you so much for them, their faithfulness. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for the confidence, Lord, they have to ask us to preach. And Lord, I realize this evening, God, within myself, even on my very best day, Lord, I'm helpless without you. God, I beg you to please touch us and help us tonight and give us words to say. I pray that God, the Holy Ghost, will take your word beyond our ears and plant deep in our hearts and speak to us, Lord, in the way that you'd see fit. Help us to be sensitive and obedient to you tonight. And Lord, all you do is try our very best. Thank you and praise you for it. For it's in Jesus' precious and holy name we humbly pray. And amen. This passage of scripture in which we read, we all know about the king of Israel by the name of Ahab. We all know his uh, evil and wicked past and his history with, with Elijah. But he also has a history with another prophet, this man by the name of Micaiah. So they're determined uh, and, and they're deciding that they're going to go to war with Syria. Syria has taken a part of land from them called Ramoth Gilead. And Ahab decides it's time to go get it back. He's upset about it. He's tired of sitting and wandering and waiting around. He, he's ready to go and take it back. He said, that's ours. It belongs to us and we're going to go and take it. Why should we just sit here any longer? So he asked the king of Judah. Israel is divided into two, two nations, two peoples at this time. You got Israel and then you got the children of Judah. And so the king of Judah, Jehoshaphat, uh, he said, I'll go with you. We'll go together in battle. 
So they decide to go together in battle. He said, but before we do, let's inquire of the Lord first. This is talking about Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah. He's had a better upgrade, uh, upbringing and a little bit better history than King Ahab. And so he said, let's inquire of the Lord first. He said, okay, we can do that. So he calls his prophets. 400 of them to be exact. These 400 men come. Now, mind you, when they prophesy, when they give their word on what they believe that the king should do, they already know what he wants to do. It's well known, it's not hidden, Brother Marty, that the king wants to go to battle. He wants to go fight the, the, the men of Syria. He wants to go take Ramoth Gilead. So it's real easy to persuade people. It's real easy to tell people what they want to hear. They knew exactly what this man wanted to hear. He wanted to hear, yes, you can go and take it. You'll, you'll take it and be victorious without fail. You've got nothing to worry about. That's exactly what he wanted to hear. They knew what he wanted to hear. They told him what he wanted to hear. Kind of reminds you of that passage of scripture. It says itching ears. There's things that people love to hear. And as long as you're telling them what they want to hear, they'll sit and listen to you. And they'll say you're the grandest, greatest thing that's ever been as long as they're enjoying what you've got to say. But the moment you say something they don't want to hear, the moment you say something that goes against what they wish for, what they want, they're not too fond of you anymore. And that's this story that we find about Micaiah. So they, it's funny. Jehoshaphat says, Something don't seem right here. Is there anybody else we can call? Is there yet another prophet? Is there anybody else, Brother Terry, that we can ask and inquire of? Something just don't seem right. Something don't feel quite kosher about all these 400 other prophets. Is there anybody else? King Ahab said, yeah, there's one more. He said, but I hate him. I despise this man. I can't stand him. I don't want anything to do with him. He said, we can call him and see what he has to say. But I'm going to tell you right now, I don't like him. I don't like anything he says. He's never said not one good thing about me. He always has something bad to say about me. And I don't like him. So they call this man by the name of Micaiah. After these prophets are prophesying and carrying on, making a big to deal. They're both sitting there in their great big robes. On their great big thrones with all this power and all this authority. And here comes a lowly prophet by himself. Just like all these other prophets, he knows what they want to hear also. We see that in the passage of scripture. He goes and, and tells them. Or actually before that, the man that goes and gets him, he said, Now, let me just say something. He said, everybody else has gave good news. They've all give a good report. They've prophesied good things. They've all said, you're going to go and you're going to take it. That You ain't got nothing to worry about. Why don't you just for once go along, go along with everybody else? Why don't you just one time agree with everybody? Don't go against the grain. Don't ruffle no feathers. Why don't you just one time agree with everybody else and just tell them it's going to be okay? Just one time tell him what he wants to hear. He said, I can't do that. He said, I'll say exactly what the Lord tells me to say. No more, no less. He said, whether he likes it, whether he wants to hear what it, whether it's what he wants to hear or not, I can only tell him what God tells me to. He's only speaking the truth. Notice the sarcasm. I enjoyed this pastor scripture reading this this evening. He says, oh yeah, you're going to go and, and, and you're going to fight against the Syrian. You're going to be victorious. Everything's going to be hunky-dory. They could, they could see the sarcasm all over his face. And you can tell that by King Ahab's reply. He said, how many times, Micaiah, do I have to adjure thee to tell me the truth from the Lord? He said, quit fooling around. Quit playing with me and shoot me straight. Tell me. He knew he wasn't going to like it, but he told him anyway. He said, I've seen all the children of Israel scattered like sheep on a hill without a shepherd. And no master. He said, they're going to be scattered about because you're going to be defeated. And you're going to not only be defeated, you're going to die, Ahab. If you go to battle at Ramoth Gilead, you're not going to come back home alive. Boy, that was definitely not what he wanted to hear. He said, see, I told you. I told you. He said, I told you he wouldn't have nothing good to say. We, well, I don't even know why we even called him. I can just hear him. 
I don't know why we even fooled with listening to him. I don't know why we even called him in the first place. I didn't expect nothing no different from this man. He's always got something negative. Always something negative. Never got anything good. Never nothing positive to say. I promise you, if you'll hang on with me, I'm going somewhere. So he tells him the truth. He not only tells him what he sees in the vision and the prophecy that he sees, how the devil be scattered without a shepherd, but he even goes into greater detail, Brother Terry, telling him how all this came about. He said, the Lord himself said, who am I going to get to persuade Ahab to go up to Ramoth Gilead so he can die there? The Lord's asking this question. I was very intri intrigued when I read this passage of Scripture. The Lord is asking the host of heaven. Who am I going to get to go and persuade him? The Bible said there was some over here that said we'd do it this way. Others said we'd do it that way. But there was a spirit came before the Lord. And he said, I'll tell you how I He said, I'll, I'll persuade him. The Lord asked him, how would you do that? He said, I'll be a lying spirit. And I'll lie through all of his other prophets. I'll make him feel real good about it. He won't be able to help himself. And he'll march right off to his death. Sure enough, the Lord already knew the outcome. He said, you'll do it. And he said, you'll prevail too. Even after Micaiah has told him all this, Micaiah said, you don't, he said, you need to listen. He said, this ain't just, just a vision I saw. He said, I even seen the Lord himself talking about it. He said, there is a lying spirit that is speaking through all of your prophets. A lying spirit. He said, you don't need to believe a word that they're saying. While he said that, Zedekiah seems like the leader of the bunch come and even hit him on the cheek. Mocks him. He said, you just wait. You're going to be in trouble too. He said, you're going to find out about it when you're hiding in an inner chamber somewhere. He said, you're going to turn tail and hide when all this is said and done. Sure enough, they go off to battle. They go and fighting. But before they do... Just in case. Don't you love it how people say they don't believe something, but they love insurance policies anyway. King Ahab had an insurance, po insurance policy. I don't believe a word that prophet says, but just in case, I got a plan. I'm going to disguise myself as just another soldier. I'm going to fall in amongst the ranks of all the other men. They'll never know it's me. Because they'll be looking for me. Now, if I go to battle, of course, the king is, they're going to be looking for me. And boy, was they ever. Some of his top captains, he told me, he said, you don't mess with nobody. He said, you search out the king of Israel and him only. They, they took off after Jehoshaphat thinking he was King Ahab. And then they quit pursuing him when they realized it wasn't him. He said, you don't fool with nobody but him. He was a wanted man. So he's there on his chariot. He thinks he's getting away with it. They don't know it's me. I'm fighting in amongst them and they have no idea who I am. But I read there in that verse where it says one of the men drew back his bow. His bow. The Bible said at a venture. He's not taking aim at no specific target. He's just pulling back his bow. He's just sending it in the direction of the enemy and letting her fly. No, no aim. No, no exact direction. He's just pulling her back and letting her go. It's amazing. You can't convince me God ain't in control. It hits him. Not only does it hit him, but it hit him right in between the armor. Right in between the harness, the Bible said. In his only little bitty vulnerable spot. God directed that arrow, Brother Marty, exactly where he wanted it to go. That man had no idea he was fixing to kill the king of Israel. He just pulling her back and letting it go. At a venture, the Bible said, just letting it, let it fly. And God directed that arrow exactly where he wanted it to. Just like I believe he guided the stone from David's sling into the giant's head. God's in control of this thing. He's in control of every bit of it. Sure enough, he was hit. He told his driver to take him out of the fight. He was wounded. He leaned up on his chariot, the blood ran out of his womb, and he died there. The Bible said that the dogs licked his blood just like Elijah told him in the, in the previous chapter. I said all that to say this, there is a ministry of truth.
There is a ministry of truth. Number one, truth hurts. How many of you have heard that before? I've heard that all my life. Sometimes the truth hurts. Apparently the truth has hurt King Ahab several times before. Insomuch that he hates the messenger. I hate that man. Pretty bold words, but it's amazing to me if he hates him so bad, why is he still letting him live? He hates it, but he knows there's enough about it and it troubles him and bothers him enough about it. He won't mess with him. He's not messing with God's man. He still knows there's enough. There's something to what he says. He's come, he's come through and been right before, Brother Marty. Whether I liked it or not, he's been right before. We'll call him just to see what he says. He doesn't made up his mind. It didn't matter what the man of God said. He was going to do what he wanted to do anyway. But to satisfy Jehoshaphat, he went ahead and called him anyway. He wasn't planning on listening to what this man said, no matter how hard he pleaded. But he went ahead and called him anyway. Sometimes the truth hurts. It's not always what you want to hear. There was an there was a, a attorney at a, at a court case. And he called his first witness to the stand. It was an elderly woman. And she's there in front of that stand. And the man asked her, said, do you know who I am? She said, yes, sir, I know exactly who you are. She said, I've known you since you was a little boy. She said, and I got to say, I'm pretty disappointed in you too. She said, you're unfaithful. You cheat on your wife. Said, you, said, you got the, said, said you're just a paper pusher that thinks you're a big shot. After she said all that, he was, he was nervous and dumbfounded and shocked. And just to, just to draw attention off himself, he hurried and said, well, what about this man? He points to the, other, to the other lawyer on the other side. She said, yeah, I know him too. She said, I've known him since he was a little boy also. She said, I even used to babysit him. She said, he's a lazy drunk. He can't, keep a, uh, he can't keep a straight relationship with nobody and said he's got the dirtiest law practice in the country. The whole courtroom was dead quiet. I mean super quiet. The judge quietly asked both the lawyers to quietly come up to the stand. He said, if either one of you points at me and, and ask her if she knows who I am, he said, I'll have you both put in jail for contempt. Sometimes the truth hurts. Sometimes it's not what you're looking for. It's not always what you want to hear. Those men didn't like what she had to say, but she told the truth. In so much that they were worried that she'd tell the truth about some other people as well. Sometimes the truth hurts. Not only does the truth hurt sometimes, but I, I like this. The truth is not hinged on other people's opinions or beliefs. Because those prophets knew... What he wanted to hear. It didn't matter if it was true or false. They just went ahead and told him what he wanted to hear. But the real truth. Does not depend on anybody else's opinion. It does not depend on popular belief. It's just the truth. It changes not. It's not hinged on anybody else's beliefs. Whether you like it or not. Whether you believe it or not. The truth is still the truth. Whether it hurts or not, it does not change. Whether anybody else believes it or not, the Word of God tonight is absolute truth whether the world believes it or not. It does not, it does not depend on whether or not the world believes it or not. That does not make a difference to the Word of God. It's truth regardless. The Lord, the Bible said in Titus chapter number 1, verse number 2, I believe it is, said in hope of eternal life which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. He can't lie. Nor does His Word lie. It's absolute truth. There's a whole lot you can't guarantee in this world. I'll be honest with you, in the world we're living today, there's not a whole lot of truth that I can guarantee you of anything. It's hard to know what's truth nowadays. But I'm glad they still something. that stood the test of time. It was true hundreds of years ago, and it's still true today. And it will still be true a hundred years from now. It's absolute truth. It does not matter whether you want to believe it or not. There's a world full of lost and dying people that does not believe it. If they believed it, they'd be getting saved tonight. Because the Word of God is absolute truth. And it says if you die lost out God, you'll die and go to hell. If they believed that was true, they'd be doing something about it. They don't believe it. But I'm here to tell you tonight, whether you believe it or not, it's still true. It's absolute truth. Whether Ahab believed it or not, it was true. And it happened exactly like God said it would.
Not only is the truth, un, it's not hinged by others' opinions or beliefs. But notice the hunt for truth. Ahab didn't like this man. Didn't have, want anything to do with him. So he goes and sarcastically tells him what he wants to hear. But notice, Ahab said, now quit fooling around and tell me the truth. He still, for whatever reason, Brother Terry, he still wanted to know what this man had to say. He said, no, tell me the truth. Whether he's going to believe it or not, he still wanted to hear it. There's a world today that may not believe it, but they still, they still like to, they want, they want, they're searching for truth. They're looking in, in all kinds of places in this world. There is a hunt today for truth. Sadly, a lot of people are just looking in the wrong places. They're looking for answers. They're looking for truth. They're trying to believe what's real, what's false, what's fake. And I'm telling you, it seems like it's harder to find nowadays than it's ever been before. I believe that same lying spirit that influenced those those prophets in Ahab's day, I believe they're running rampant in our day. I believe this world is full of, of maybe the exact same lying spirit today that was in, the, in Ahab's day that lied to him through the prophets. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if it ain't the same lying spirit. There is definitely a world full of a lying spirit today. There's lies everywhere you turn. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter how honorable they're supposed to be or how you're supposed to be able to trust them. People in high authority. And it seems like you can't find truth hardly anywhere. Even our so-called great leaders that we're supposed to trust with our, with, with our well-being and the safety of our homes and our country. Seems like you find out more dishonesty and more, false, more, more things false every single day. There's not a lot of truth in the world. I'm glad I'm not looking in the world. I'm glad I know where the truth is tonight. The hunt for truth. There is people seeking for the truth. They're just looking in their own places. Truth can help if it's heeded. It can help if it's heeded. God's very own intentions because of Ahab's wickedness and the wicked life that he had lived and how he had called Israel to sin. Because of his wickedness, God was ready to move, remove him from the scene. His judgment day had come. God was going to deal with him and remove him and destroy him. And he still could have found mercy. He still could have escaped judgment one more time. He still could have prolonged his life. He still could have escaped and got out of the God's judgment had he only heeded the truth. It wasn't that the truth was hid from him. He, didn't, he not only told him what was going to happen, but he even told him the background of it all. How that it all was going to take place. But he did not heed it. The truth is not hid from this world. If it is hid, I'm afraid it's, it's our fault that it is hid because we have the truth. We know what is the truth and they need the truth. If they don't find the truth, it's more our responsibility than it is theirs. It's not up to us whether they believe it. But it is up to us whether or not we tell it. There is a ministry of truth. You know, there's so much false. So, so many lies out there that the government was even pushing around the idea of possibly making a ministry of truth. Or, or, or a ministry of, of fighting against disinformation. I'm not getting political. I'm not even going there. But can I tell you, there is supposed to be a ministry of truth today. And it's you and I that are saved by the grace of God. God called Christians. We are supposed to be the ministry of truth. With all the lies in this world... There is supposed to be some truth coming from us as a child of God. As Micaiah, even though he was by himself and they were sitting there in their high thrones and their high robes, he still told the truth. It didn't matter whether they liked it or not, whether he was popular or not, he was even hated by the king. He still told the truth. Almost as if he was bound by it. He said, I will not. I will not speak anything except what God tells me to speak. God help us with all the lies in this world today. People need truth. People need to hear the truth. Just like King Ahab needed to hear the truth, this lost and dying world needs to hear the truth, but they're not going to get it from anybody but me and you. If we don't share the truth, they're never going to get it. They may still not believe it even after you give it. 
That's between them and the Lord. I can't force feed somebody. I can't make somebody believe. All I can do is share it. Whether they believe is up to them. But I've at least done my part. But God help us. I don't. I'm afraid when we stand before God, there's going to be a lot of people's blood on our hands because we hid it. Instead of telling it, we hid the truth from a lost and dying world. There is a ministry of truth. Did you know that we can't even truly worship without truth? He said we must worship in spirit and in truth. If we're not being honest, if we don't have integrity and we're not being honest, we cannot truly worship the Lord. Without truth. He also said, I'm glad the Bible tells us that the Lord cannot lie. I do know where lies come from. He also told us that as well in John chapter number 8, verse number 44. He's talking to these people and he said, Ye are of, the, of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. Ever, ever lie that's ever been told, he's been the father of it. He's, he's created it. He's, he's instituted it. It's amazing. You take a little child, you don't have to teach him how to lie. He gets real good at it real quick at an early age. But that's the work of the devil. I'm reminded all these things going on. And I get so upset, so frustrated with things going on. I'm reminded every day. That this is a spiritual warfare. The Bible says we're fighting against the prince and the power of the air. And that's the devil. No wonder the world is so full of lies. It's because he's in control of the world. God's in control of this thing as a whole. But as far as the world system. The devil's in charge and he's leading it. He's leading us in the direction that he wants us to go tonight. No wonder there's so much lying going on. God help us to share the truth and be a Micaiah. In our day and in the lost and dying world which we're living in. The world's seeking truth. He also said in John chapter number 14 verse number 17. He said even the spirit of truth. The Lord's talking about sending the Holy Ghost. He's fixing to leave. He's talking about sending them the comforter, the Holy Ghost. And listen to what he says. He says even the spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot receive. Because it seeth him not. Neither knoweth him. But ye know him. For he dwelleth with you. And shall be in you. I'm glad when I got saved by the grace of God as a 13 year old boy. I found the truth. I'm glad somebody preached the truth to me. The truth was. It didn't matter if I was a preacher's kid. It didn't matter if I'd been baptized. It didn't matter if I'd sung in a choir. If I was faithful to Sunday school. It didn't matter if I was a pretty good kid. I was lost because of my sin. And I was headed for hell. I'm glad I found the truth. What's the Bible say about truth? It said it'll set you free. I'm glad I found the truth and I heeded the truth. I acted upon that truth, Brother Marty, and I come to an old-fashioned altar and got saved by the grace of God because the truth was if I didn't, I was going to die and go to hell. And I didn't like the sound of that. Ahab, I believe, would have lived a little bit longer had he heeded Micaiah's warning, had he heeded the truth. How many more people might we get to take to heaven with us one day if we'll share the truth? The ministry of truth. God help us to be faithful in His ministry of truth. I don't know your heart tonight as we stand. And Miss Megan don't mind to come and get us a song on the piano. I tried my best to share with you what the Lord laid on my heart. I, I was very intrigued and, and really enjoyed God opening that passage of scripture to me this evening. Like I said, I don't think I've ever preached or taught out of it before. God showed me some things and I hope it was a help to you and encouragement to you. I want to be a minister of truth. They say we're conspiracy theorists because we try to find out the truth with all the political things and the world, worldly things, the geopolitical things. and Conspiracy theorists trying to find the truth in this, trying to find the truth in that. And I, and I can get caught up in that if I'm not careful. Because I know the world's full of lies and I like to prove, I like to prove what's really real and what's going on. And, and there's plenty of that to be done today. If you enjoy doing that and want to do that, there's plenty to be done. But I'm reminded there's a greater truth that needs to be proven. There's a greater truth that needs to be told and needs to be proven to a lost and dying world. And it is the word of God. If people die lost without him, they'll die and go to hell. God help me to worry about the main truth, the most important truth. And that's him and his word. Preacher, you come ahead.
There's, take your Bibles and turn to Job 26 just a minute in closing. I'm not adding anything to what the tremendous thought, tremendous message that he preached tonight. But he mentioned that we need to be proclaimers of the truth. No matter who it hurts, no matter who it who it hits, we need to proclaim the truth. We need to tell people what this book says, and this word is truth. But in Job 26, I've always thought about this passage of Scripture. And you know, we're all going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ one day. If you're saved, you're going to stand at that judgment seat. And I sometimes think that maybe these will be the questions that will be asked us that day as we stand there judged by the Lord Jesus Christ. It says, But Job answered and said, Hast thou helped him that is without power? That's a good question. How savest thou the arm that hath no strength? How hast thou counseled him that hath no wisdom? And watch this. And how hast thou plentifully declared the thing as it is? Have you been telling truth? Have you been telling them the truth? Or have you been trying to keep from hurting their feelings or trying to keep a friend at the, at the sake of truth. We need to tell the truth no matter who is standing in front of us. Whether it be family, friends, whether it be co-workers, whoever it is, we need to be those who will proclaim truth just as Micaiah did and let the chips fall where they fall. Once we give the truth and it's up to them to believe it or walk away from it. Let's come down here tonight on our, on our closing of this. Let's just spend time around these altars. And ask God to make us bold with the truth. To be proclaimers of the truth of God. And to be willing to tell others the truth.